0: And we started. Welcome back to episode two. I'm Sarah. I'm Mallory. I'm Maddie. And I'm Eli. And today, we're going to have a discussion about the one and only Christopher Columbus. Our first topic is that we're going to discuss the interesting ideas, facts, and practices of the different nations of indigenous people represented in the individual studies we did, and as well as in the textbook that we also uh, obviously read. So Mallory, do you want to begin on your thoughts? Well, I thought it's interesting that they spoke so many different languages, like 375 to be exact. And they're all different. Nobody knows yeah, what e-
1: each of those languages
0: are. Um, I cannot. And each really language sort of represented their own like social group, and that's how they had a, a divided society. Madison? Yeah, and I liked
1: their belief of how there was like a great spirit and they believed that every animal and plant and everything had its own spirit. So They're they really very, Yes, everything. they
0: were very respectful to everything, not just people.
2: I um, thought it was nice that all of them really based a lot of their um, like gathering and food on like hunting and um, <laughs> farming. <laughs> And Um, how they build canals for irrigation in places like this, like deserts and stuff like that.
0: Yeah, off of what Eli's saying, um, I thought it was interesting how they followed like specific animals that they like to hunt. Like if they migrated, like the animal migrated, the people migrated with them so that they could continue hunting them. Yeah,
1: Yeah, so they had like a nomadic lifestyle and some were more based off of agriculture.
0: And they followed the buffalo, so they always had food, and they made teepees using the buffalo hides. And, and teepees, part of the buffalo. yeah, and teepees were like, they're like RVs, you know? It's not a permanent home, but it can work. You can go on the road.
2: <laughs> they had a lot of trade.
0: Yeah. So our next topic is about section two of the first chapter and we're looking at some basic info concerning europe during the late middle ages and the early renaissance so the question is how does it set the stage for exploration by christopher columbus so pre-era of columbus
1: okay i (laughs) was Well, I just think since it was the Renaissance and they were really looking to learn new information and discover new things,
0: they were all very curious about the rest of the world, and that was sort of sort of like motivation for Columbus
2: also. They so, were. To his curiosity. Curious and wanted more riches. They wanted more. That's, they were greedy. Yeah.
0: Weren't satisfied with what their life Everyone had.
2: Everyone was fighting to become the greatest. <laughs> I
0: guess during the Renaissance, when the Renaissance happened. That's when trade really started, and then everyone needed trade routes, and that's kind of how Christopher Columbus found America is because he was find, trying to find new trade routes. Asia. Sarah, yeah, I mean. So our next topic is, how do economic wants and needs play into this time period? And some of my thoughts were that, well, I think people back then were pretty greedy. Not saying that people now aren't greedy, but Columbus always wanted to discover more, and he wanted like all these prestigious titles, and he wanted to be so rich, and he demanded lots of money. And so that motivated him to go and discover new lands.
2: Yeah, they would go through extreme challenges to like become more wealthy. And sometimes it wouldn't pan out and they would get stuck or like get in sticky situations where they couldn't survive. Sticky.
0: <laughs> sticky. Yeah, and they would risk their lives for all these riches and gold. Yeah. yeah. To find new trade routes so that they could get more riches and gold.
2: Yeah, man. <laughs> Spices Riches and slaves.
0: Them. Go, go, go. Our next question, how does the Portuguese efforts to trade in Africa influence American history? Valerie? Okay, well, the Portuguese, they traded in Africa, and part of that was they, like, bought, I guess, Africans that they could use as their slaves, because that was the common thing to do. And they would trade, like, their spices or gold in order to get the African slaves, and as the Portuguese kept trading with more and more people, it eventually, like, they traded with Americans, and, and the slaves were found in America, and then that was common, and that was, slaves were a big part of American history, I guess, so. Yeah, up until recently. Yeah. So, like, the Portuguese trading with everything made the slaves a big part of the American history.
1: And also, since the Portuguese were having so much like success and becoming like making more money in Africa, that also kind of like made Spain be competitive, which encouraged them to start discovering new lands. So, so the economy like, grew, making us go to America was influenced because they want to be as cool as the Portuguese.
2: Kind of <laughs> <laughs> they um also covered brazil and ended up taking over some of like the south americas and so that influences america because they got that part of the land
0: what did we all learn about west africa from the text that we read eli
2: west africa lost lost a lot of power had a lot of power sorry and had many different cultures and had, like, three different empires. They heavily relied on trade and of riches, spices, and slaves. If you were a slave, your children would have the ability to get out of being enslaved and would eventually become leaders.
1: Yeah, I thought that was really interesting, how they had slaves, but yet they were treated much Better.
2: And how it wasn't yeah. like, like how
0: they adopted Yeah,
1: them. and it wasn't about like racial superiority and stuff. I think it, it was, was just about like prisoners of war they captured. So it
0: was like of their own race.
1: Yeah.
0: Didn't they like adopt like their slave? They'd adopt their slave Eventually, much. and then yeah, the and slaves then like, could yeah, they marry and did much better. Yeah, it's just interesting. It so like, they would I care for their slaves after. Yeah, basically. Yeah, like making part of um, their family. I also read about the different religious beliefs in West Africa and different caravans brought Islam across the Sahara to the people of the Savannah.
2: Savannah.
0: So through like migration, different religions spread and different religions populations grew. OK, so question six. How does the textbook represent Christopher Columbus? We're going to make an argument for why some might believe he should be celebrated and why others might believe it would be disrespectful to celebrate him okay oh i have some thoughts um so i don't think he should be celebrated at all because i remember when i was younger and i knew like one thing about christopher columbus and that was that we heard that like he discovered america but he didn't actually do that because there were obviously people already there so he didn't do anything he just got credit for it and yeah maybe he like brought things over here but he also brought diseases over here which killed lots of people and he was very violent and you know i don't think any person who murders other people should be celebrated okay well my thoughts was like i can see why some people do celebrate him but why others don't especially like indigenous people because that's like he like killed off lots of them but anyway he was I feel like he was, tr- he ended up doing a lot of bad things in his attempt to do something good. So, like, he was trying to find different trade routes and, like, help his country. But he ended up actually hurting another, like, other people instead of helping his own country. So, yeah.
2: Um, yeah, the textbook portrays... Chris is an amazing guy.
0: Chris, yeah. <laughs> do you know him personally? Topher.
2: Um, he was like who only killed others when they were killing his people. So it was only a few sentences on when he was killing the indigenous people. But in the other book, we talked a lot more about what he did and how he was an awful human.
1: Yeah, about the textbook thing, I thought that was... It was weird, too, because it only talked about, like, how he, like, left the people there, and then we came back, and they were all massacred, and how the textbook phrased it. It was like, and then Columbus had to resort to force, but it's still, so really it was it's like he had always had bad intentions, so I just thought, like, the phrasing of that really gives you the wrong impression.
0: I also think that without watching that video before we read the text, that we would have gotten a different like mindset of Christopher Columbus. Like we were withheld information from just only using the book. So if we were like to create a statement about whether we should or people should celebrate Christopher Columbus Day, what would we agree upon?
2: I would say no, we should not celebrate it.
0: But like you'd understand if people wanted to?
2: Well yeah, because it the textbook makes... doesn't do a good enough job of I don't think it should be us. like a
0: holiday or anything. I mean we'll take school? a day off anyway. But not yeah, because, because of chris yeah Columbus. i think we should Just have like, cool still, like wow. i think it's a smart idea to celebrate the diversity of the indigenous people and like rink was talking about earlier in the week or last week how like people like do the opposite of Christopher Columbus day like i think that's pretty cool and unique so i think we should rather do that than maybe Christopher Columbus day should be indigenous like you day. should have like that's the day that you set aside to learn about what Christopher Columbus yeah. did and like, I like that. what he did good and what he did bad and yeah just. You Mallory, about you science are... class too? yeah you just set the entire day aside to learn about you Christopher learn about Columbus the of... sure. we are going to define Columbian exchange and then discuss what effect it has had on the world well the Columbian exchange is uh
1: how he um, brought things, good things and bad things, to the Americas, and how the Americas Vice-versa Gave good and bad things to them
0: Like diseases! And, and diseases. animals,
2: and, animals. and the horses and Yes,
1: horses had a great benefit to the Native Americans
0: Have you yeah. seen the movie Spirit? <laughs> I've seen a TV show called Spirit, oh. definitely not that It has a horse
2: <laughs> Many areas in the Americas and the other place, like Europe, and areas like that, um, had population booms because of the advancement um. in harvesting. Wait, they where were,
1: had population booms? Like
2: Europe.
0: Yeah, Europe. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> We're
2: getting massacred. Yeah, that's what
0: I'm saying. I have something interesting, a story that I'll tell you, people. I'm kind of about this. So when I was in Wyoming on the Wind River Indian Reservation, I went to like an elders' home, I guess you could say, and they had blankets set up, and you started with like ten people on each blanket, and like if you had a red card, that means you were infected. And like, you know, you know, and it ended like, there was started with like 15 people on the blanket and you ended with zero. And it like, it was really cool because it represented like how the diseases spread and it was kind of a representation of like the Colombian exchange pretty much. Yeah. Like how the disease affected the indigenous people and stuff, which is really interesting. Interessante. Wow. That was a good discussion. Wouldn't you say so?
1: I Bye, Elijah. So.
2: Yeah.
0: Are we still on here? Yeah. I think we should make <laughs> more goodbye. Have a <laughs> yeah. We a, do a lot of time. Wonderful life. <laughs>